0: Hey guys, I'm Brendan. And I'm Jayla. We would like to welcome you to the Sustaining Life podcast.
1: A lot of people have questions about the situations they face and the struggles that come with them.
0: There are those who think the Bible does not provide modern day solutions to our crazy lives.
1: There are those who think the Bible isn't relevant to this day and age.
0: Anxiety, depression, hurt, bitterness, and suffering. The Bible really does have answers and hope for all of these things.
2: Let's Let's dive dive in. in.
0: Hey guys, and welcome back to Sustaining Life Podcast. We're so happy that you chose to take your time and, and join us today. Um, yesterday we had an episode on bitterness with Ahe and Cammie. We talked a bit about what it looked like, uh, the manifestation of it, kind of what the effects of bitterness have on us and our relationships just in, in our everyday life really. Today, we have a uh, part two of that same topic on bitterness, and we're going to talk a little bit more about those practical details, the, the practical tools that we can use to say, okay, this is how I'm going to address what I'm dealing with. This is how I'm going to address this bitterness and how it's going to help us be a little bit uh, more healthy in our life with, when we struggle with things. Uh, so we're so happy you joined us today. Thank you for taking your time. Uh, be sure uh, uh, to, to, uh, there's a link at the bottom um, of the page. And it's going to be in our show notes. You can click on that link, and that link you can put your email in. You can subscribe, and then you can receive some emails, uh, some free resources from Ahe and Cami regarding bitterness. And then uh, at the end of the video, also that's going to show up there. That that the option for the link. Um, but again, we're so happy you joined us. Uh, we hope you enjoy and you're your blessed by this time. Thanks.
2: One of the first things, especially if I'm working with some of the with, with with deep bitterness, anger, or anxiety, because all mm-hmm. those three things are kind of the same deal. One of yeah. the first things that we do is we sit down and I say, "Well, show me how you do that." You know, show me how you get there. You know, yeah, exactly. and yeah, and this is actually step one of, of our of our. So um, let's keep me them. Step things. one, what would it be? Um, is yeah. is go there. You know, it's it's. I say it, go there. She says know where you ask, are. Know where you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Know, know where know where you actually are, and go to that place of saying, "All right, mm-hmm. what is what's actually happening?" Yeah, at, and in in those situations, I'm looking at how I, how I hold my body. How how I breathe, how I because all these things are contributing to a certain a certain feel, and so the first thing
3: some person will be like, I grab my fingers, I start touching my face, and they literally will do all these things, and they're starting to feel yeah, the anxiety yeah, that yeah, they deal with because yeah, yeah. that's what they do every time. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, one, yeah. One one engineer I was working with, his deal, he would start every time when he tried to get to his place because that's what happens. Your body wants to go to what it's familiar with,
3: and that's a habit. Right. Yeah. A habit.
2: Um, he take his hand and he kind of going, go start doing this guy right here. And yeah. I liked it. I'd, I'd have him note it. i say, okay, hey, you see, you see what, that's what you do when you're trying to get there. And simply- Sighing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, you know, okay. All sorts <laughs> I like that. I need to write that down.
2: <laughs> High hi, hi breathing. There are all these things that produce anxiety, right. produce stress, mm-hmm. produce bitterness. Um, and anxiety, you mean, that's, that's kind of an easy. I know it's, it's a big thing in our society, but it's kind of an easy thing to fix. It, it, yeah, it's kind of easy to fix when you know a couple things. Yeah. part of what we do, part of what we do with people we work with. Yeah. Bitterness, bitterness, bitterness goes deeper. Yeah. Um, because you really have to know where you're at. Um, you yeah. Have, you have to take time and go to that place of, of darkness. Go to that place of yeah. uh, what are the lies of bitterness you're telling me that I believe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you don't change those. Good luck in changing. Uh, mm-hmm. You can change your actions. You can change for a while. But eventually it's going to come back so you have to define your lies. this is this is under that first thing of knowing where you are you have to define your lies. what's yeah. true and what's true. then you have to know what is the context like is it something that happened to me was it was i harmed and who is the person uh and what, so what, that's what we'll kind do for you defining
3: well. your what and your who yeah yeah what happened who yeah yeah, 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 yeah. what
2: and who and what we'll do is as well we'll We'll send, a, if you want, we'll send you a PDF so you don't have to try yeah, to remember for your listeners. Now
1: we put it down in the oh. description. Or, or you,
2: yeah, okay, so perfect. You can put it in the description or whatever you need to do there, and I'll, I'll pass that on. But um, defining that piece of like, who really am I mad Who specifically am I mad at? Something yeah. happened to me, but am I mad at the person? Am I mad at God? Mm-hmm. Am I mad at myself? Mm. Impressed? You know, was, uh, so. That's it. I mean,
3: and and I'm honestly, you man. just cannot change unless you actually know where you are.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Right.
3: And then going into our next, our next place is kind of knowing where you want to go. Now we, him and I go back and forth on this. Well, cause we, we try to be so practical and we try to, yeah. right. first Can we had step
2: seven to. steps. Let me send you the whole seven steps. Yeah. yeah. Just send us the whole steps. Nobody seven wants step. to hear. Hey, seven steps. So we're like, how do we condense this? <laughs> <So> we're, <laughs> we're trying to condense it.
3: it well, here's the deal is how do you how do i know where i want to go if i am lost or i'm struggling or i'm bitter or upset like how do i know where i want to go so here's right. the of when i say that know where you are know where you want to go mm-hmm. where you want to go is simply all about what okay so if i am um, i he said it, i i can't go to church without feeling triggered by that person and seeing them i get resentful when people lay their hands on them i'm rolling my eyes I'm doing yeah. all these like, micro expressions. Those are all
2: things you don't want. That's you know, a trap. I'm right? doing
3: all of this stuff in my body. I'm mad. I'm mad. You, so basically, what you end up doing is you start to sit there and think, well, what kind of life do I want? Hmm. Oh, I want to go to church and feel peace. I want to I oh, emphasize wanna what she's are
2: saying there. What do I want versus what I don't want? Because remember, your brain right. is faster at deletion, grouping. It's going to look for what you tell it to look for. And if all you're telling yourself what you don't want, your brain has your back. And it's gonna find it. It's gonna find mm-hmm. everything that you I don't, don't want,
3: want this and all and so and you're critical, you're complaining, but you're not helping because what happens is you get so bogged down that you cannot see a future, you can't see a way out. You can't and when you actually have the resources inside of you, mm-hmm. you have it all <laughs> inside of you to figure out your issues, most likely, but you just can't you can't get past it's in your face. I call you know, it like a you cloud. Want. You don't know what you want. And sitting there, I can do this all day long with him. I can tell him everything I don't want, don't want, don't want. And what do you want, though? Like, what <laughs> right. do you want? So that's what it is about know where you want to go. It's kind of like saying know what you actually want, which just takes, again, a little bit of work, a little bit. And sometimes you work backwards Sometimes you think of what you don't want to help you get to what you do mm-hmm. want. But identifying what do you want? And then honestly, we're, the vehicle it takes to get there is it is, is being angry at everybody serving me. Is it helping me actually have a, a life full of loving connections? Right. No, it's cutting people off, push people away. Oh, but I really, I really want to feel like significant at work and I really want to be respected, but I'm going off and having tantrums and acting like I'm five because I can't control my emotions. So that's not serving me. My tantrums are not serving. So you start to say, what is serving me? What is actually helping me? What's getting me where I want to go? Well, where are the what's vehicles? The, what
2: emotional state? Sir, yeah. I want to go. So when you start with that, where do I want to be? All right, I want to. I want to be calm at my family
0: reunion. Yeah, right.
2: I want to. And and you. And then what it does is it. It literally because the subconscious is the killer. Yeah. It's the mind guy. It's it's what drives you. It it's, it's, it's everything really. Right now sitting here, your focus mind is taking in about 500 bytes per second. 500. Yeah. Bytes per second. Your subconscious mind, 11 million Crazy. per second. Boom, boom. So. That's where the power at, and so when you when you turn it to what I really want, now you start finding or right, what kind of state, what is hurting me, and you start despising what you used to go back to. Okay, yep. On a subconscious level, not a focus willpower using your focus mind, it, it's not sustainable. Willpower they now know actually has a you actually have a bundle of willpower each day. When and it you wake diminishes. Up. And as you oh. go through the day, you, you literally lose more and more every decision you make. That's why some of the top performers in the world they have cooks they have people that dress that pick out the clothes 20 white shirts everything that's exact. <laughs> 20 it's in, it's inter- shirts. it's intentional it's they not don't just, it's not just oh i want someone to do my nails for me it's because they know every decision that they make they've lost that decision Making power for the rest of the day. That's why I,
1: don't I don't want to
2: do, do dishes. <laughs> 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 that's exactly why I don't want to do
1: dishes. So that's, that's why you fast who are trying to fast. Yeah, they sell out for like a
3: hot dog or like White Castle or something at eleven o'clock at night. Makes
2: often,
1: sense.
3: You know, it's because your willpower does run out. It's, but
2: it's, yeah. It's yeah. It all right. Yeah. So anyway, we, there's some extra stuff. We in there. The big thing 20. is knowing knowing where you what you want, knowing where you want to go.
3: Okay, so you got you got knowing where you are, you got knowing what you want, or knowing where you want to go. And then the final, like for our condensed version of, mm-hmm. the of bitterness is we're, we're calling it shifting your emotional home.
0: Yeah. And in essence, like
3: that's kind of what I said about that enhancing it, adding rooms, renovating it, whatever, whatever languaging you want to, you want to do. So shifting from my emotional home, again, we're speaking specifically to bitterness, I'm shifting, that. shifting from it being bitter to actually being. What's going to serve you better? Is it forgiveness? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Could that serve you better? Could that give you the results that you're looking for? Could that take you to the place you want? What would actually, if I were actually let go of this and I were to get to this place, would my life be enriched? Is it, because bitterness is truly, it's like drinking a cup of poison and expecting the other person to die. Yeah. No. Bitterness is literally it's your problem. <laughs> it hurts you. Okay. It's destroying relations around you. So it's kind of you get to the place where you're just like, is this really how I want to live out my days? Like holding tightly to this? Or can I actually consider you said it earlier, it can I actually consider letting go?
2: Yeah. <laughs> right, right. and that is the remedy for bitterness though. The emotional home you want to shift or to is giving forgiveness and giving love. They're kind of compared mm-hmm. in the same deal. So yeah. Remedy for bitterness. After you've done the first two, you know where you go. Now we got to deal with this root of bitterness, and that is giving forgiveness. So how in the world do I get forgiveness? So glad you asked. Okay. <laughs> um, now I, I run a risk here because I'm not there in the room. I don't see. I can't feel with you, etc. I run a risk here, but I'm still going to do it because here's yeah. a here's a quick pattern that you can use to quickly, quickly, quickly start shifting from forgiveness, I mean from bitterness to forgiveness. First of all, you already know where you're at. But I want you to feel deeply where you're at. You go back to that spot and you take, and you take note. Uh, don't do it if it's, if, it's, if it's not, if it's some danger, if it's some trauma thing that you need some help, do it. Um, but what you can literally do, you can stop and see where you're at. You say, okay, what am I bitter? What am I bitter about? Who am I bitter about? Oh, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm bitter that uh, I was abandoned by filling the bag, I'm bitter. Okay, this is where I'm at And now. Notice where that's at in your body, because if you take a stop, you'll actually feel it. You'll feel, it. and there'll be a picture that comes to your mind. If there's yep. a situation that you're angry, there'll be a picture, and there'll be a feeling. You'll know, okay, wow, and notice where it's at. Notice where it's located. Sometimes it's over to the side. Sometimes it's right in front of your face. When you're really allowing yourself to imagine it, maybe it's sometimes it's over here or back. But you just take note of where it's at. Okay, take note of where it's at. Then you let that go. So how do you let that go? Here's a quick thing: take your try to blink backwards from twenty down to 10 as fast as you can, right? So it's 10, 19, 8, 17, count it, but say it out loud. When you're trying to do it out, all that it does is it snaps you out of your your moment. It's not long-term, but it snaps you out for a moment so you can do the next step. Mm-hmm. Next step. Again, I understand. I understand I run a risk here, but I'm still going to show you. The next step is you just think about when you forgave somebody. Maybe it was a dog. I don't care. Maybe it was a cat. You just think about when you totally forgave, you didn't like something and you totally just, let it go just like that you just and you let it go you know it was big it got let it get smaller and you just just let it go and then feel where that's at in your body feel what it feels like where's that picture at when you think about that where where's it located you'll find out that it's in a different place than the bitterness is at right and you you, you you'll you'll, you'll yeah. see that it's in a different spot and now all you do now is when you start feeling that bitterness you think about that bitterness take that bitterness and just move that picture and you can, it's so cool how you can do this and the change that it makes. You take that picture that's over here where the bitterness is, and you just move it over with a picture where that where that uh, forgiveness is. And then you let it shrink down. You let it go. And you keep doing that. And you do it again. And you do it again. until so what you'll start finding especially as Christians, we have a huge upside on this because this is what we do with prayer and Jesus actually steps in. And he says, right. I'll fulfill, I'll do the rest. You do your part. And this is what I'm talking about. Right? When you do your part on these, 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 little, these little step movements, um, you take it, you see where it's at. You take it here. You let it go and you relax a little bit. Then it comes back again. You know exactly what to do. Take it in mm-hmm. and then you bring it to the throne of grace and you exceed and you receive that grace. And you get crazy, crazy good results from this. And you're able to start moving towards what you want.
3: And so what he just shared there was it's a very experiential um, piece. So, you know, if you're listening, if you can pause it and come back to it again, but actually do it with him. Do it with him as, as, as he's saying it, like close your eyes. And actually, uh, we, have, we have really, we've helped um hundreds of people and he's been working with people using this this technique as well again like we said we've gotten trained from masters okay so yeah um, yeah and that people are like oh my word i don't feel that anymore like it's it's shocking it's amazing so when he gave you there was gold What he gave you there was nuggets and it's something that you just literally have to go back listen to experience and try to do exactly what he's saying you literally will close your eyes You'll picture and you're like, okay, where do I see it? Oh, I think it's up here, or it's or, like you literally just do it, just do what he's saying, and you, and actually when you're bringing it and then you're shrinking it, and it's because what you're doing there is you're calling on that subconscious mind, like he's talking about. The research about this is so vast, it's so amazing, it's so intense. So, so yeah. that's gold. That was for free as well. He just couldn't help himself, because he area. knew he could help someone if they actually yeah. <laughs> were in, are yeah. in our present. There's,
2: there's a risk there, please. and we were, we're working with risk. you. But the biggest things are, are like you, like we said you're able to release forgiveness and you're ready to give forgiveness and able to give love. Um, you, you stop feeling pain
1: because
2: really yeah. in your life, the only times you feel pain is when you stop giving love. Yep. yep. That's that's all there is to it. When you stop giving love, you're now open to pain. You're now open to suffering. And the second you refuse to do that, and stripped your, your your emotional home. And I'm jumping off bitterness for a second uh, because I just, I just feel too. Whenever you begin to Step back from whatever is causing you pain and find out, who am I not giving love to in this situation? And you shift that. Pain and love can't coincide mm-hmm. with that same, yeah. same deal. This is what we see Jesus doing on the cross, right? Yeah. exactly what we see him doing on the cross. He, he's at his wit's end. He's, there's, there's nothing left there. He's, he's agonizing. He's, he just went through, Father, all these things. And he says, Father, forgive them. But they don't know what they do, what they what they're doing. Now, oh my goodness, what what what's he doing there? He's he's shifting, He's giving love. He's giving love in the most agonizing point of his life. And we can learn from we can learn from him. He has he's a master of life. When we start giving love, when we start giving the thing that we want to receive, we receive it. When we start withholding the thing we want to receive, yeah, it's pain, pain in our lives. Yeah which causes the root of it. Yeah,
3: just just shifting your focus. Focus equals feeling, focus equals reality. Yep. Whatever you're focusing on, I use this analogy of people I work with. If you're, let's go to worst case scenario, you're in your house and you're in a heap on the floor, you feel extremely depressed, you just came off of a panic attack and you're in a heap on the floor. At that moment, that is what you're focusing on and that's reality you. At the very same time, at that exact moment outside, some lady is jogging with earbuds in and she's thinking, wow, the sky is gorgeous. These birds are awesome. It feels great out here. I feel awesome. It's not about contrast with exercise, not a promotion exercising, but this is literally two people at the exact same moment. Well, which one's reality, right? Reality actually equals what you focus on and the language or meaning it that is. you attribute to it. Okay. Yeah. So we're talking about Sh- this whole emotional shifting to this forgiveness place and using some of these awesome tools or or just hearing it and just feeling this trigger in your heart to like, oh, I need to do this how to do it. It also happens by just shifting your focus, making gentle shifts from from this situation that consumes me. I've talked about it before. It's like in my face. I've worked with people where I'm like, you're trying to look around. You're, you're trying so hard to feel maybe a different emotion. I remember asking them like, when's the last time you, you um, felt confident in yourself? And this person's like, I can't think of anything because all I can see is anxiety. Like her emotional home was so in her face. She couldn't, she couldn't go there with me to even remember a time. And then when she was more relaxed, she came back and said, Oh, I think I remembered a time. But that's the point is, is that sometimes it's just taking like, okay, shifting our focus. Let's actually look at some other stuff. So um, I, I wanted to share a story with you um, here as we're kind of,
0: I feel like we're kind of ending. You feel like, do. It?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Feel yeah, like go light. ahead. There's go ahead. Keep going. Go ahead. There's light at, the, light at the end of the tunnel, guys. But the the yeah. Landing gears now, are know. down. Okay. So this, what could life be like if you broke free from the bitterness that is, that is consuming you? I, I, I talked about this, this time with my mom and then just shortly, like literally the next year or something, we lost our, our first baby and we, I was like Aww. seven months mm-hmm. pregnant. um, And that was one of the ones that like. When you go through something hard and another thing happens, it's called compound grief.
0: Yeah.
3: I, I, you guys know it. You know people in your life. You've been there where it just feels so like grief upon grief upon grief. And then you're thinking, God, do you think I'm like so strong? Like, do you think I could just handle all of this? You kind of, again, this, again, this from a Christian perspective, for sure. There's an expectation that we aren't going to suffer, even though yeah. we know that is not true. There are just is. If I am a good person and I'm living my life good, I'm not going to suffer or, Though he slayed me, yet will I trust in? Okay, God, you slayed me. I'm still here, though. I'm still, I'm still shouting. I'm still jumping. I'm still trusting you. And then you get slayed again. Yeah. What happens is it breaks something down in you to where you're like, what? I didn't think I was going to go through like that or that so soon. Or I'm not even recovered from the last. Right. So we we can't we can't anticipate it. We can't we can't see it. It's gonna. It says it rains on the unjust. <laughs> yep. But it it still shocks us. Okay. So I remember with this situation um, at the beginning, I was like, okay, God, still I'll trust you. My husband had to, um, you know, snap something on my spirit. I tell the story very often, but this is not, that's not where I'm going to go today.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
3: But I remember I was driving to church. I'm trying to, it was all in the same church service. I really believe it was. And if it's not, it was close. And I'll just tell the story in my way. As my, as I remember (laughs) it, I was driving to church during, during this period of like, what just happened in our lives? And the one, and sorry, and I, I really do think I went through a bit of a crisis of faith. Um, and I remember looking at my husband and I said, um, Hey, just to let you know, and I meant it. And I was very serious. And I was serious. Yeah. There was no joking here. I laugh at myself now, but in that moment I look at him and I say, um, Hey, just to let you know, I'm probably going to have a heart attack. Oh, he Literally said that because yeah. um, I have this tightness in my chest that it never goes away and it's, it's always there. And it's, it's so intense. So just to let you know, I, I'm, I'm probably going to have a heart attack. I don't know if I'll die or not, but I want to let you know. Hmm. He's like, okay. <laughs> That's all he could say. He just like, okay. And then just yeah. kept driving all the way to that service. like, and I get into church and there are so many cool things that, um, that God did that happened in the story is pervasive, but I want to tell you that I was, um, I wasn't ready to let go of my anger. I felt like it was all I had. I was so bitter and so mad at what had happened. And it felt so like, because what happened to me, we were in the 1% chance innocent. of this happening too. Thank yeah. You. Why? So when you can't get like that answer or that why, or somebody was, somebody was
2: messed up or something was wrong with you, you struggle. That's part of the deception of bitterness too. You struggle. You know, this is the only thing I have to hold on to. If I yeah. let go yeah. of it then I'm actually making it right or making it.
3: I that. actually felt by lack like of anger, I am. And this is really hopeless yeah. so this can help people who are dealing with trauma or dealing with um, let, you know, bitter to bitterness towards somebody who's offended you or whatever. So for me, maybe, maybe was, I offended at God. I, I can't even, I, I don't even know exactly. I just know that. And, and it most likely was for sure, but I, I was, I would literally make fists i'd be in service and i make these fists because i it was so tangible for me my anger that i was yeah to do. and and there was this one specific service but i just kept going i just kept going when you're struggling do what you know to do
0: yeah
3: align yourself it's all about alignment align yourself put yourself in the right place put yourself where you're supposed to be and you'll you don't even know when it will happen yeah but service where i was in and i remember being like oh, i can feel because i had been numb i was numb yeah. once yeah. maybe years and I remember thinking, and I just went to the altar like I always do. It was altar call, and I went, and oh, I can feel. I can feel. I can. God did it in an instant, and I wasn't even expecting it. What if I hadn't gone? Like, I didn't want to go. What if I had stayed home? Right? Yeah, align so, you know, yourself. So here I am. But I was too scared and too um, wimpy <laughs> to really go to the altar. And in the middle of the service, the pastor asked, he said, I feel like there's a lot of people grieving right now. And he asked us to come up to the front. And I, I could not be touched. I didn't want anybody to lay hands on me. I didn't want to go be prayed for. I wanted to hold on to my anger. Yeah. So I, being a grown woman, grown woman, dumped under the pew and hid. Because that's what grown women do. Um, when they're past your ass and they come up to the front. So yeah. this is what I did. Yeah, it made total sense. Of course. Ah! And then I'm thinking, how can I crawl underneath the pews? Not lying, guys. There was zero exaggeration in this story. Yeah, how can yeah. I crawl underneath the pews and get to the back of the church yeah. and leave and just go yeah. to the store or something and text my husband where I am? Literally, how can I get? And as I'm ducked here, panicked, like, how do I escape? One of my really good friends sits on one of the pews, <laughs> It's one of the pews, and the other one sits. And I like remember thinking, I'm trapped. Like, this is all going on in this grown woman's head. I'm trapped, like feeling like I'm a little kid, feeling like whatever. He literally actually never calls people out. He called my name and said, because he knew that I was struggling. And he yeah. said, "Cammy," because he? he wanted to pray for me. Yeah. He here? And I'm like, mortified that I'm hiding, ducking deeper and thinking, what am I going to do? Uh, pretending that I'm praying, pretending I can't hear. It was, it was just yeah. mortifying. Yeah. And to make it worse, because it wasn't that like, that wasn't embarrassing enough and bad enough. The pastor actually found me <laughs> and sat in the pew behind me. And um, can you make the lights go back on. Yeah. He sat in the pew behind me. And yeah. he, um, he said, he said, Sister Cammie, and his voice is so distinct. And I will never forget the way I panicked and thought. I am caught. Like, it's done. Like, I can't run out. He found me. Now he knows I ignored him. Like, embarrassed. Should I say sorry? I don't know. And then a little, that anger that's always been there came up. Anger, right? And what happened is God did something in that moment that was like, that helped me release my bitterness. And I remember him saying, Cause, he, 'Cause God uses people and he used the man of God in my life at that time and he right said people the right people. Yeah. Like, yes. the right. That is that is our pastor Tom Trimble. Love him. Yeah. So good was, man who be the good man. That was him. And if I say the gravelly voice, most people already knew that, who knew, who know him. And um and he said he said, sis, that stuff inside of you is so toxic, it's gonna kill you if you yeah. don't let it out. So he knew, right? I'm like, I'm feeling so exposed. Like he even knows I'm angry. And he was calling out that bitterness that was inside of me. He recognized it and knew I was at that place. What was I doing? I thought I was faking everybody. But remember, it oozes out. Yeah. around you can tell. I didn't know. (laughs) I thought I was faking, right? Really well, actually, but I wasn't. But he was just like, that stuff inside of you will kill you. Um, And he said, you have to let it go. I remember his voice just saying, let it go. And I remember just like, (sighs) like just kind of, so fist, fist, straight fist, yeah. holding on and rocking back and forth, unable to get to that place. And and there's it, the story is is as long and I have already taken longer than I needed to. Sorry. No, <laughs> you're fine. You're good. And I remember that I got to this place where I thought, well, I'm not gonna because I was faking. I was even pretending. Like I remember shaking my shoulders, pretending to cry. I was totally a mess because I just thought, okay, I'll give them what they want. I'll pretend that God touched yeah. me. And they can all leave. But God knows yeah the dangerous thing you can do is go to church and leave the same way you came
0: yeah church. absolutely The presence
3: of somebody who could do awesome awesome and then leave that's tragic to mm. go to that place and leave the exact same way that you came and i was doing that right i was going with my helmet on like i was i was just helmet yeah yeah, <laughs> so yeah. i i had become cousin this so i'm i'm thinking but i i remember thinking he's not leaving even though I'm pretending to have this moment. He's not leaving. These people (laughs) are not leaving. I can tell people around me who love me and they're interceding for me. I thought, well, fine, still angry. If they're not going to leave, then I'm going to ask you my questions. And I remember opening my eyes and looking at him and asking him like these three questions that were like burning on my mind. And he literally answered each one patiently and spoke to me because I was just kind of like, you know, if this is the cost of ministry, if for my anointing oil to be sweeter, I have to be crushed. I don't think I can do this. I, mm. I don't like this pain. <laughs> no, I don't want no. any of this. Like, same things. I remember, but well, that was one of my last questions. I remember him saying, and I'll never forget it. He said, sis, the Lord never promised us that we wouldn't suffer. Mm. And I felt this righteous, like, how could he? He knows me. He knew I lost my mom. I felt all this. And I remember it was just so powerful because the reality is, is that, wow, my focus had gone so far off that I didn't even remember that verse. It was like, that's what happens when people send you those verses when you're struggling. It's because you need to remember. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. it was like, he didn't tell me that I wouldn't suffer. That was my expectation and my belief that I made up. I had had the worst suffering with my mom and I thought I was never going to suffer again. And I the belief I had, and I didn't realize it until he had said that. I didn't expect right. to suffer. And he told me just a little bit about him losing his mom and what he felt like and how angry he was as well. And I thought, oh, he was just speaking. <laughs> God was just using him. And what happened is I felt my walls come down. Something started to dissolve in me, all that stony part in my heart. And I will never forget. Remember my little fist that just holding on anger. I opened. It was very symbolic. And It was God. It was all real. I opened my hands. And I remember saying, okay, 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 yelling this I didn't even care as much as I had no shame with running, hiding under the pews. I had no shame. Like I was getting, yeah. I needed, I was in that desperate place of surrender. Okay, okay, God, okay, okay, fine. I let go, I give you my anger. And I remember it was so miraculous. What he did like that over and over saying, okay. And I knew what that meant I surrender. I yeah. let go of this. I give this to you. You take it. I can't take it anymore. I can't hold on. I felt like I was in a flexing muscle position and trying Mm -hmm. to maintain this. You can't, you're going to fatigue. Right. right. I was just so flexed and I just felt myself release it. God did something so powerful in me that day. And it's never, never been the same. I really feel like he uprooted something in me on that day. But that's the point when you actually let go, (laughs) when you actually release what's inside of you, all your questions, whatever you have to do. I had to ask the man of God in the middle of a prayer meeting, my questions. That's what I had to do to get that to that place. Whatever you have to do to get there, get yourself there because it It is so worth it. Me not having, did you know the tightness immediately? That tightness that wouldn't leave. That made me think I was having a heart attack. Yeah, Left. So physical symptoms, gone. (laughs) Emotional symptoms, gone. The peace that you can actually have if you release that bitterness that's inside of you. Go ahead. And how, you know,
2: how many people? How many people have pain, back pains? Some things are, are just you injuring. How many things are, that you have physically going body. on in your right. body, in your mind, in your spirit, your relationships? Our relationship is struggling. There's bitterness there, right? Oh, yeah. Um, relationship with your children, struggling, and that's pushing down into them. They're going to adopt that. They're going to soak in that bitterness. They're going to soak, and they're going to act it out somewhere or the other. All these things, but when you break through to the other side, yeah. use these steps, and, and, and go and listen to that story again. You hear the steps there, knowing where she's at. Well, I'm, I'm in this horrible place. Changing to that, when she's had that shift of what I want, I wanna feel free. I wanna feel alive again. I wanna I wanna be lit up. I wanna I wanna do it and then changing her focus, changing what she was thinking about, shifting her emotional home. She went from bitterness to release and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Bitterness, release and forgiveness. Yeah. Do that and it can change your entire life. It'll change your spirituality. It'll change the, your love of your life. It'll change your children, <laughs> your careers, everything, 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 everything. Yeah bitterness in the
0: family and in the church oh so true well no that was beautiful that was beautiful and and thank you for sharing that i know it's it's a very intimate thing and i know that that absolutely blessed a lot of people um you know there's so much to say to it but we don't have the time but that is okay because you know what you provided and what you gave to somebody we're very thankful for that um you know what what comes to my mind and we got to go is i think of you know a couple couple pieces in scripture um that help with the, like, the practice thing we're talking about, the practical approach to say, okay, this is how I respond. Uh, I look at Jesus when he goes to the multitudes of people, and he's still being ridiculed. And every time he did a big miracle for somebody, you can see in the gospel it says, and Jesus was moved by compassion. He was moved with compassion. And if we as people can just have compassion... Like true compassion, we are looking for needs. We are looking for opportunities to minister. We're looking for someone saying, Okay, you need something, you're hurting. I, I see the love. I, if we if we look for that, we're gonna find it every time. We'll look for it. we'll find it every time. We'll find somewhere we're like, Oh, we feel so we feel so bad because someone went through a situation. Even if it's not a huge situation, we'll feel so bad. Oh, they they, they, they lost their meal today. You know what I mean? Oh, they didn't have money to pay their pay for the meal. Like right. if you have compassion like that, that's true love. I think of people where the disciples, when they went to jail, they weren't thinking of jail. They were thinking, I'm looking for somebody that needs something. I'm looking for somebody I can have compassion on and give something to somebody. And if we can always have our mind focused on, let me find a need. Let me love. Let me find someone I can minister to. We won't ever fall into that place of bitterness if we're always focused on that. And then lastly, another thing that's come to mind is, um, 1 John chapter 4, it talks about fear. It talks about, you know, uh, there's no fear in perfect love because fear torments it Mm -hmm. torments. But if we have perfect love, well, we're the perfect replica of what we're supposed to be in terms of loving people. We won't find a place where we're tormented by our emotions. We're not going to be tormented by our situations because we're constantly rotating love in our life all the time. And we're so thankful that we have Jesus who can help us with that. Mm -hmm. We're so thankful that we as we have his presence where he can help us with that, and if we can just get to a point where we're willing to give it to God and just release it, we're good. Um, there's a couple I know, and I know we have short on time here. Uh, there's a, a really good couple I know, and I won't say their names just for the sake of consideration. Uh, and they went through a lot of things, but the one of the things they went through was you know the husband he was a pastor he, he passed away. It was kind of a sudden heart attack situation. And very loved man, very loved family. And it was it was a shock. Well, the very next service that they had, it was the same week where he passed away. Um, believe it or not, the, the the pastor's wife, you know, she felt led, okay, I need to lead service today. I need to lead worship today. The Sunday, a few days after her pastor her her, her her husband passed away. And um, she was singing leading worship and she paused and she's like, you know, she she started ministering, she felt, to the congregation. She says, I know we're hurting right now. I know you're hurting and I'm hurting, but she just said that she says, but if we can just get into the presence of God, just get into the presence of God that can be washed away. That can be lifted. That can be encouraged. And even if we're feeling that, that horrible pain, the presence of God heals that the presence of God will give you a solution. Even if you don't know what that solution may be right at that moment, you know, you can be in a safe place, you know, and as as we, I want to add something.
1: Um, I First, I want to say, for the, uh, not Brother Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> Sister Tammy Brother Ahe, this was a God-directed yeah. topic. I know, like a year or two ago, I went through my own season of bitterness, and I remember saying, God, no, I'm not going to let this go. Like, this is yeah. not happening. You're not providing the way that I want you to. God know you. And the thing is, we say a lot of stuff, right? Yep. I'm like, God, you owe me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you owe me this. Like like I don't understand why you're not doing it. And I mean like it wasn't the fact that, you know, like, you know, I wasn't living a Christian life or anything, but I was holding on to things that I didn't need to live in. No. And I lived in it and it affected every single thing that I did. It affected my life, my work. I mean, friends. Not to but probably, you know, where all of them could see, but I know for sure my husband could definitely tell. Mm-hmm. And it affected it. And I remember one night I just left out compelled to pray. I just went and I bawled. Yeah. I It was just the fact of just, Jayla, you got to let it go. You can't hold it on because it's going to hold you back and mm-hmm. what God wants you in your life. So I just want to say for everyone listening out there, definitely take these steps. Absolutely. Definitely there is definitely a freedom in letting go. And another thing is don't think about how embarrassing it, it is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> forget that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Forget about sometimes forget about what people perception is uh, sometimes. Yeah. Because God you need to let it go and God can do all things. Yeah. Um,
0: Absolutely. Well we don't we don't normally end it like this. Um, but if you guys wouldn't mind, uh just a simple prayer. We'd like you guys to just pray over, you know, maybe some people that may be dealing with these things, um, you know. However, you feel that I just, I just feel like that's something we want to do. So, if you would, you would pray, and then we'll we'll kind of end the podcast episode after that.
2: Dear Jesus, thank you for your goodness. And thank you for your mercy. Thank you, God. For and thank you for the compassion and the grace thank that you God. have. For us. You. Jesus. It's baffling how much mercy you show on us in our moments of weakness, in our moments of, of bitterness, that you still shower us with your grace and your patience when we speak all kinds of different things mm-hmm. against you, Lord, We thank you so much for your love. We thank you so much for your mercy, your long-suffering, your long-suffering, God, long-suffering, for that healed, compassion, God. Strength, Lord dear Lord Jesus, now, God, I pray, God, that you would reach down into every heart and every mind, Lord. I pray, dear Lord Jesus, for everyone that's listening will come in contact with this, that even as they listen and hear, I pray that your spirit would reach down and begin to relationship into their hearts, oh God. I pray, God, that you began to do in your spirit what only you can do, Jesus. I pray that the anointing of your spirit, the power that comes from the name of Jesus Christ, would reach down and touch a heart, oh God. Heal it, O oh Lord Jesus. Give them the strength, give them the focus, Lord, to do the parts that they can do. But, Lord, in your great and your mercies, I pray that you would do the parts that only your grace can do, Father. That the end of it all, Lord, we're relying upon your grace. We're relying upon your mercy. Help us, O Lord Jesus, in our weakness. In the name of Jesus, I pray. In Jesus' name. Jesus, Jesus name.
0: Amen, amen. Amen. Well, I, I couldn't agree more with, with Jayla. You know, I you know, it's this is gonna help somebody. And you can tell, you know, God's moving. Um you know, and any, anybody who's listening out there, if you have any questions, you feel re- feel free to reach out to us. And I'm sure you know Cami Nagy; they wouldn't mind if you reached out to them, and shoot them a message. If you need prayer, if you need if you have questions about anything you're going through, um, and share it with somebody that would help somebody. You don't share it just for views and likes, all that stuff. No, we this is intended to to bless somebody. Um, so share it with somebody that will bless you, uh, well, that will bless them, and take some time to maybe to do some reflection. Reflection is yeah. healthy. And uh, thank you so much, Cammie and Ahe for your time and everything you've given. It's been such a blessing. We're so,
2: so thankful for it.
3: Thank you for having us. We're so honored. honored. Love what
2: you guys are doing. Love you both. You guys have a good one. Okay. You too. too. Love you guys. All right. right. Take care. Bye. Bye.
1: And conclusion to the bitterness series, better before best is giving away a free resource. The Three Steps to Slay the Beast and Restore Joy and Peace. So if you would like a hard copy about the things that Ahe and Cammie talked about today, click on the link in the description box, scroll down, insert your email address, and subscribe. You will then receive a hard copy into your email inbox and you can use it for days to come. Now, thank you so much for joining us today. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for joining us at Sustaining Life Podcast today. We pray that this time has blessed you. Be sure to check the show notes. It will tell you how to contact us. Whether you want prayer or you want to share something exciting with us or you just want to connect, check it out. We'll love for you to follow us at Sustaining Life Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Join us throughout the week for more Sustaining Life.